intentional, tactical, and actionable information you can use to take your real estate investing business to the next level. This is REI Rocket Fuel. Hello and welcome to another episode of the REI Rocket Fuel podcast. Today we have none other than Chris Johns on the podcast with us today. Uh, someone I've come to know that obviously through deals that he buys from us, someone that's become a hyperactive buyer and a great client that we love working with and a friend of mine through the process as well. So Chris, thank you for jumping on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Lawton. Of course, man. It's, uh, it's a good day for it. Like you said, before we hopped on, you're kind of hunkering down today. It's a cool 11 degrees in Wichita today without the wind chill and a couple inches of snow on the ground. So happy to, it's a good day to hunker down and hop on a podcast. So thanks for making time for it. Absolutely. Cool. Only for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so talk to me about how you got started in real estate investing. What got you into it? Why did you get into it? And how did you get into it? Okay. Well, uh, my background is uh, I, I got into real estate as a real estate appraiser. So while going to college at WSU, um, I was either looking into banking or real estate finance. And, and so, so yeah, I, I eventually got a uh, internship at the Martins companies Oh, cool! and uh, as an appraisal assistant, and then just kind of got my feet in that way. And uh, it's kind of just taken off from there. That's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah. that's, uh what attracted you about it? You know, uh, just uh, just the, the the thought that that I could own these assets and get paid for it, just because I'm the owner, has always appealed to me. Sure. And so, uh, so yeah, it's just uh, and, and anything construction related. I'm a anything that has to do with real estate. So I also have my general uh, contractor's license. It just oh, anything about that. real estate. Yeah, yeah, I'm a. Jack of all trades, I guess. I guess, I guess, yeah. Jack of all uh, trades, master of none, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's it's still better than a master of one. That's Got right. Oh, that. there you go. That's right. Everybody <laughs> always forgets that that's the rest of the saying. That is. That that's is. Right. That's right. Uh, so you like to you like the idea of owning the asset and getting paid for it every month. How did you? What was the first deal that you got into? Was it a commercial building? Was it a single family? Was it a duplex? Was it, I mean, you know, so I know there's so been the first, a bazillion deals that you've done between you know, over the last few years, but yeah. So the, the, so the first deal that I got involved with me personally, all on my own was a, a residential deal. Uh, but while I was at the Martins companies, I, we did more commercial stuff. So I had like the commercial knowledge, but then, but then more, uh, as far as personally, uh, residential deals are smaller typically. So I got my feet wet with, uh, with, uh, with residential. My first deal actually was a single family house, uh, on the 200 block of North Sedgwick. Uh, okay. I don't know if you know where that's at. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and uh, always, and I'm sure you could relate to this on your first deal, you know, you have your spreadsheet, you know, oh, you yeah. think you're buying it for X amount. Right. You, you, you think you think you accounted for all your costs. Everything is just going to go exactly like what's in the spreadsheet. <laughs> it's going to go yeah. exactly like you typed it out. And not so much. So I think, <laughs> I think uh, my, my calculations was I was going to make like 20, 20, 25 grand on it. I think I ended up making like three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll get you. 
Yeah, holding costs. That, that was yeah. one, you know, one thing that I missed were my holding costs. So I had a loan on my first deal. And so that was something that I missed was uh, uh, calculating my holding costs as far as, uh, you know, yeah, payments and, and yeah, yeah. Utilities and what if you have a couple months where it's vacant and. Exactly. Yeah. Do you still own that one today? I sold it. <laughs> ah, can't blame you. I sold there. it. Can't blame you yeah. there. Can't blame you there. So other than calculating for your holding costs, because that's too easy of an answer, what's the what's the biggest mistake you've made in your journey? Or maybe not a mistake, but the biggest lesson that you've learned that you can share with the audience? Oh my goodness, there's so many. Uh, you, you know, I, I think the biggest thing, because uh, you're going to make mistakes. So that's, just count that. You're not going to get 100%. No one gets 100%. But I, I believe if you become a student of the game and really study the craft of whatever you're in and, under, and have a good understanding of how it works, you'll, you'll be successful. Yeah. Um, you know, partnerships, that's, that's probably one of my biggest things is, is, uh, is just, if, if you do decide to go the partnership route, just make sure your roles are defined. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you don't want too many, too many uh, chiefs in the kitchen, not enough workers. Right. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Oh, another one on a commercial deal. So on a commercial deal, I did uh, one thing that I overlooked uh, on this deal was I overlooked the cost of uh, the parking lot and side improvements. So you like you like break down all the numbers. You're like, oh wow, I'm buying this building, this you know commercial building for you know 15 bucks per you know square foot of, of building space, and that just seems like insanely good. But then you're like, oh, the parking lot's going to cost a two hundred thousand dollars to fix. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So where's that come from? Right. Outside. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a big mistake. People always ask yeah. me, or I guess not always, but I have been asked in the past several times about, you know, why don't you like, why aren't you in commercial or like, how do I get started in commercial versus residential? Like, it just seems like the deals yeah. are way bigger and the deals are way bigger, but so are the checks that you have to write. I mean, if you're, exactly. if you're a single family rental and you got to do a new driveway, you're eight or $10,000, you know, depending labor material, yada, yada, you're 200 grand for a parking lot. So exactly. It's, exactly. It's the same math. It's just more zeros. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and just, and again, going back to understanding your environment, uh, understanding, okay, what type of, uh, realistically what type of end users can i have for this and, right. and so there's a lot of little you know ins and outs that you definitely have that's something that you're passionate about and it's something you want to learn so that's the only thing i would suggest someone wanting to do that is just make sure you 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 learn you, you become a student and you ask the right questions and you you don't i mean you don't want to be paralyzed you know you've heard that phrase analysis or paralysis by analysis right but you also want to be prudent and, and know that you've Done, done your homework yeah and you're educated yeah i mean everything in investing whether it's stocks or a single family rental or a commercial office complex it's all risky it's just yeah. it's it's an educated risk you know exactly okay the, the less in theory the less risky that it is you know the more you know the more people you talk to the more you read the more you listen the more you take notes the more you just educate yourself in all ways it it helps to minimize your downside. You can't ever eliminate it, but you can minimize it. You can control it. hundred percent. Yeah. So tell everybody about your business. I thought I knew uh, 
everything about it, but it sounds like you got a GC license too. So tell me about everything you're involved in. Yeah, so I'm, I'm an opportunist. Uh, so I, I try to find stuff that I can add value to, which right, right, that everyone wants to do that, right? <laughs> but, but really with... Uh, with I don't know, with, some people just the, like to go in and extract value and not give anything. <laughs> yeah, people well, like I wish I could do that. <laughs> I wish it worked like that. I haven't I seen those deals, but you know, no. Um, is, yeah, I like to try to find stuff that, that there's a lot of issues with. So that, that hence coming, having the GC license comes into play. So if something's half burnt down or, you know, requires a whole new roof or, you know, requires some major construction, I love those deals because okay. I can go in there, do it at cost. Sure. And, uh, and that just goes to, to my bottom line. But, uh, I, I, typically most of my deals, I found a lot of deals for you. I know you've been doing a, sending me a lot of, uh, lot of deals and so I bought uh, quite a few from you uh, you know I, I just I just look for stuff that that I could make some money on uh, it just you, you you break down each deal you look at realistically what rents you can get what are your realistic uh, expenses are going to be and if it makes sense on paper you know I'll, I'll pull the trigger on it that's uh, I'm at the point where I'm just uh, just uh, looking at deals pretty much all the time and uh, and uh, try to try to add more properties every day Sure. Sweet. So between rentals and flips and all of it and commercial space, you're just, if it makes dollars, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's, I mean, commercial. So I like to, I like to deal with, uh, when I say commercial, I like to deal with the uh, smaller commercial gotcha. deals. So uh, not, not really uh, like national type tenants or anything gotcha. like that. So uh, yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Um, so where, I guess, what's the next six to 12 to 18 months look like for Chris Johns for your, all of your holdings? Are you buying more rentals? Are you selling off because the market's at the top? I mean, what's it? I guess buy mode. next for Chris Johns. I'm in, I'm in buy mode. So, you know, you have these, uh, not, not necessarily uh, kind of goals that you, uh, I would, I would call them uh, uh, along the roadside, you know, kind of just uh, micro markers along the roadside to, to see where you're at. And so my first goal was always to get to a hundred units. Uh -huh. So then you get, you know, you reach that goal. Okay. Now the next goal is try to get to 500. And, and so I'm, I'm just trying to grow, trying to find the right deals and, uh, and um, yeah, add, add to them. So I guess my next goal is to get to 500. So we'll see, uh, we'll see if I get there. And I, I don't want to, put a number like, yo, I'm going to get there within six months because that's kind of an arbitrary, you don't want to force it to happen. But right. as the, as the deals flow, I'll, I'll eat them. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, I think a lot of people get caught up in a unit count, you know, even on their way to 10 or 50 or even a hundred doors, they get caught up in a unit count and they can catch themselves yeah. just buying houses to buy houses because they said they were going to yeah. buy 50 units in a year and they have to do that. It's like, no, you don't. Like, you don't have exactly. to buy a house to buy a house. I mean, it's you're married to that thing. I mean, unless you yeah. got it for yeah. a song and your intention is to turn around and sell it. But if you're holding that thing and you paid holding onto it price, you're married to that thing. Like, someone's got to come <laughs> bail you out. It's not like the stock you can just wash your hands if it goes down. Someone's got to come save you or, or you give it back to the bank and that's never good. So, yeah, it's yeah, we don't want to do that. Get, uh, yeah, a lot of people get caught up yeah. in just a unit count, I think. And you know, it's yeah. and, and I, I think it's fine, you know, having these goals, but you just don't ever want to 
just to get to the goal, just to get the number. I mean, the, and you know this, you want every, every deal has, you have a box of, and every investor is different of what they like, areas, cash flow wise, return wise, what they want. You need to make your own box and make sure whatever you buy fits within that box. And, and as long as you can do that, you know, it's uh, this is something you can hit repeat on uh, and uh, in, in theory, uh, not ever have to stop. Right. Absolutely. And that's, and that's at least from what I understand outside looking in, of course, that's essentially what you've built. Like the deals that we yeah. send to you, I mean, we know yay or nay pretty fast, whether this fits in your box, because you're very strict and very disciplined with this yeah. is what I'm buying inside this box. If it's in this box, it, it works. If it's not, it's not. So exactly. Uh, and yeah. I mean, what do you credit staying so disciplined to that? Because a lot of people start out that way, but they don't end yeah. that way. Or they lose that along the way. You know, they get bigger, so they think they got more money. So you know, mistakes hurt yeah. a little, a little less because they got more in the bank. Uh, what do you credit staying so disciplined to, to, to that all these years? You know, a lot, and you played sports when you're younger, right? You, yeah. you, you know, that there's a, there's a proper way, there's a form to, you know, shooting your shot. There's a, there's a, there's a correct form to throwing a punch, throwing a kick or whatever the game that you decide to play. And it's the same thing. You know, if you want to do well at whatever craft you're in, you have to practice and that's uh, having a formula of what you buy or what, or what fits your investment criteria. That's just a part. You have to do that. If you won't, guys that don't have that don't stay in the business long so long term guys that are just kind of jumping in and you know want to do a flip or want to and have no idea what they're doing you know they might buy one or two and then they'll get out it's the guys that you see that stay in it they have a formula that they use and they hit repeat on it and repeat on it and repeat on it whatever that may be you know some guys do warehouse some guys do office some guys do apartment complexes single family homes it's whatever whatever you decide you want to get into that's uh that's what you need to do well said. Woo, that's a sound bite right there. That's solid. I that's, like that a lot. That was good. <laughs> that advice is free, right? Okay, there you go. <laughs> Next one's paid for. Yeah. Well, as we uh, as we wrap up here, what's the best piece of advice you'd give to a new investor? Maybe they just bought their first deal or their first couple deals. They're in the game. They're off the fence. They're in the game. What's the best advice you'd give them? Keep at it. It's it's a it's a it's a marathon. It's not a long term race. Uh, if they're already in it and they bought a few and they've sold a few and they were successful at it, there's no no sense in changing the formula. Continue do what you're continue to do what you're doing, and then you know as you gain more skills, you might have more comfort level of of okay. I think because I handled this property with this issue, I think I can handle this. You know, and then you can kind of expand if you'd want, or you don't have to. You can stick to your same. Um, your same formula, but I would just say, be patient, long-term game. And uh, once you, once you start, uh, if your goal is to get big, bigger and get more properties, just once you start growing to about 50, you know, 50 plus, that's when you start really seeing the benefits of, okay, you know, this isn't just a hobby anymore, you know? Yeah. Uh, so business. Yeah. Sweet. So patience, patience and uh, patience would be my, my biggest advice. And then, uh, and then again, just become, become obsessed with it. Uh, become obsessed with real estate, you know, uh, look at prices, uh, uh, study the market to where you'll know what a good deal is. And you know, this as well, a lot. And the good deals don't last long. Like if there's a good deal, you better, you better jump on it. 
Yeah. And so that you, you also have to train your mind and, and train your uh, analytical skills to be able to spot that right. and, uh, and immediately be able to pull the trigger. So yeah, have your infrastructure yeah. and have your, have your criteria and have everything ready to go. That way, when you do spot a good deal, you have the confidence to jump on it and you don't have to say, okay, I will buy that deal, but let me go over here and get this all ready. Oh, it's gone. It's sold to someone else. Exactly. <laughs> it's sold to, yeah. sold to Chris Johns. <laughs> Who was ready to go, and you ain't got to get ready if you stay ready. I say it all the time. My wife and everybody at the office always harps on me. I mean, aside from today, the people that are watching this on YouTube or watching the sound clip, I'm usually in a polo or a quarter zip. I always look like I'm going to the golf course. And I'm always like, why do you dress like that? And it's, you ain't got to get ready if you stay ready. I mean, aside from today, it's 11 degrees. I mean, if it's the middle of June, maybe I am going to go golf today. You don't know. You don't know. Lot in your lot in your stud. You can dress in whatever you want. There you go. <laughs> this is the kind of positivity I need. We need to do this more often. I'm going to have you on next month. <laughs> what about for someone who's on the fence? Someone who wants to get in. They haven't done a deal. They're they're just now starting to train that analytical piece. Whatever it is, they're. They're scared. Their people have told them no. They think they need more money. They got to say whatever it is. What about someone who's on the fence? What would you tell them? If you're on the fence, if you're unsure about it, I would say uh, I wouldn't do it. If you're on the fence, I think you need to be sure. I mean, buying buying a property is a pretty big deal for Great. most people. You're risking thousands of dollars. So if you think you want to do it, or kind of think you want to, I would say no, don't do it. But uh, wait until again, go and. Yeah, wait, wait, wait until you're confident on uh, what you're doing. But I, I would recommend that if someone that wants to get into investments, I, I think it's a great way to make money. It's a great way to uh, just challenge yourself. Uh, just uh, you know, you, and I'm sure you could relate to this too. Uh, uh, that uh, it's kind of fun just having something different to do yeah. every day, different challenges, uh, and actually seeing um, your vision come to uh come to fruition you know seeing something that's that everyone overlooks as far as uh, the condition goes and then you seeing the opportunity there i've seen some of your flips too uh, amazing what you've done to those so. thanks man yeah we bought props uh, last the last couple that we bought were real real shitholes i mean they were they were, they were <laughs> run down these things yeah. needed a lot but yeah i mean like you i like a challenge i mean i I love sixty, seventy thousand dollar rehabs that we can. <laughs> everyone else runs away from. I'm, I'm gung ho, but that comes from confidence. If you would have, yeah. if you would have come to me three years ago when I first got started and said, "Hey, there's this deal. The numbers look awesome." I wouldn't. I three years ago, me is not buying the same deals that I am today. Yeah. I. I knew that was outside my scope. That's way too much to bite off. That was, that was totally out of the realm of possibility. So yeah. I just, and that's awesome that you recognize that. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's awesome that you recognize that, that, Hey, you know, at this time, I don't, I'm not sure I want to tackle on having to do all those renovations and not, but exactly as you trade, as you get better, it's, you know, analogy would be working out, you know, as you, right. you, you know, you hit the gym every day, you're able to do more weight. So same thing with uh, your work, your work environment. As you do more and more of these flips, you're able to handle more. You're able to realize, okay, I can do a little bigger project. And, and so I'm sure you've probably seen that too, where stuff starts snowballing for you. You know, you, at first you start off with these, you know, one or two units. And now you're, oh, wow, I'm 
doing all these now. So absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Chris, I really appreciate you coming on once again. I'll let you go. I know you're busy hunkering down in your cozy house. You want to start the fireplace behind you. I can see it in your eyes. So oh, yeah, I'll let you get, get after it going. It. I, I will let you get after it. I really appreciate it. And I'll, uh, I'll see you out there. Thanks again. Yep. Thanks a lot and take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of REI Rocket Fuel. For even more content, follow us on social media or head over to www.reirocketfuel.com.